the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thinking about health care these days? Well, you're not alone. And it seems that getting real information about the state of our medical system is tough to come by. That's why you've come to the right place with Dr. Bill, your radio MD. He's got the answers because he's a doctor. I said he's a doctor and he wants to hear from you right now. 877-969-8600. This is AM860, The Answer. And now, it's time for Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, coming at you on 860 AM, The Answer. We are The Answer. We're here for you. I am your international Dr. Bill. You can reach me worldwide on the web through our station, which is am860theanswer.com, or through my website, drbillradiomd.com. That's drbillradiomd.com. It's still a work in progress, and we're getting it hooked up with social media, so hang tight because I'm coming to you, baby. Well, I was going to talk about how doctors are made, but this whole thing with the Mueller investigation, or Mueller, rather, investigation and the call for the president to sit down and talk with him uh, is disconcerting, to say the least. And the only thing I can say with vehemence and sincerity and concern is Mr. President, do not talk with Mueller or any of his team under any circumstances, whether it's under oath or informally or whatever. You just cannot beat these people because they are professional prosecutors. They know how to entrap you and you do not have the skills and they are not looking for whether or not you colluded with the Russians or trying to get you to perjure yourself so that they can then say, like they did with Clinton, that you're a liar. Now, with Clinton, it was a little bit different because not only was he president, he was also a lawyer, and as an officer of the court, he was held to a higher standard, and he lost his law license for several years because of that. A lot of people don't know that. When I go overseas, a lot of people say, why did you prosecute Bill Clinton for having sex with Monica Lewinsky? That's not what it was about. Why did you try to impeach him? That's not what it was about. It was about perjury under oath, and that was willful. And he walked right into it, and uh, he uh, deserved what he got because he was dishonest. Now, if he had come out at the very beginning of the whole thing and said, yes, I had sex with her, Yes, we have had an ongoing affair, and I'm sorry. I'd hurt my wife. It hurt the country. But uh, the man can't tell the truth. Uh, the problem with President Trump is that he won't shut up. And although it's entertaining and we like that, and, of course, the press is just delighted with having this president <laughs> in place because their ratings are way up, uh, the man is not, uh, first of all, he's not a, a lawyer. He's not a professional prosecutor. He doesn't understand how courtrooms work. He doesn't know how to handle the questions that will be thrown at him. And he doesn't even know what they're going to be because he doesn't know what material the special prosecutor has. 
And you say, well, how can this guy have so much power? This Mueller, 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 is it Mueller or Mueller? Bill, I can't remember. Mueller, Mueller. Okay, it's Mueller. How does this guy get so much power to actually call a president of the United States, a sitting president, into court or into a grand jury room? Well, under our system of jurisprudence, under our legal system, a grand jury has been established by our Constitution. A grand jury is a legal body empowered to conduct official proceedings and investigate to see whether or not there has been criminal conduct and to determine whether or not the prosecutor should bring criminal charges against a person or persons. And a grand jury may compel the production of documents. It can compel sworn testimony. It can compel witnesses to appear before it. And it's separate from the courts, which do not preside over its functioning. So the special prosecutor in this instance has all the powers of a grand jury. So he can walk into just about anybody's home in the country and say, I want to see these documents. And if they say, I don't have them, he can order his men to tear the house apart and find them. And he can use that in whatever way he wishes. Now, the thing about the grand jury is that it's secret so that the proceedings of the grand jury, other than the actual crime that you're being accused of, is not open to the public. It's not open to the trial court that you're going to stand before, which is public. And so it has uh, an unusual and unique power set that is not present in any other aspect of our legal system. And usually these juries are 12 to 24 people, somewhere in that range. And they are grand because they're larger than the average open court jury, which is usually 6 to 12. And, and those are called petite juries as opposed to grand jury. Grand and petite are both French words that were adopted when the Anglo-Saxons were defeated by the Normans, who spoke French, William the Conqueror. And so the courts, or rather our Constitution, has set up a system whereby the prosecutor can try to determine, with the assistance of a grand jury, whether or not you have committed a crime, or whether there's enough evidence to accuse you of a crime, and so therefore to arrest you and take you to court, open court that is, where you'll be tried for that crime. This is a, a unique system. It doesn't exist in many other places in the world, although it did in the past. And there is a lot of, how shall I say, uh, a lot of debate as to whether or not this is a good system. And there are a lot of people that don't like it, especially politicians, especially politicians who are lawyers, because they know that it is a way to entrap you, because even though Mueller may be investigating whether or not there was collusion between the Trump camp and the Russian government. He's not going into that room if Trump goes into it and agrees to testify under oath. He's not going in there to try and find out whether or not Trump colluded with the Russians or the Russians with, with the Trump campaign. He already knows that that doesn't exist. What he's trying to do is he's trying to get the president to say something that is contradicted by facts, whether the president is aware of it or not, 
And then he can accuse the president of the crime of perjury. And if he is convicted of perjury, then the Congress will take up the question of whether or not to uh, impeach him. And just as Clinton was impeached, or there was an attempt to impeach him, uh, of course, there was no, no uh, final action in that case. So the impeachment for the president is like being accused and arrested of a crime. And then the final trial is in the Senate, and the Senate is presided over by the Chief Justice of the United States, and then they vote whether or not the president has ascended to the level, or his actions have ascended to the level of a crime. And if they find him guilty, then he's out, he's impeached, he's gone. So what is impeachment? Well, impeachment means to catch somebody telling a lie, or telling something, saying something, or doing something, that is illegal and that they can be prosecuted for or impeachment can also be used on the civil side and you can impeach somebody's testimony in a in a civil case like a lawsuit over malpractice where there's not criminal charges there are damages that are being charged and uh, the the person who has been injured is seeking damages from the person who injured them, that is the doctor who missed the diagnosis. So you can impeach the doctor's testimony by saying, well, at what point did you order this test for this chemistry panel that showed that the patient had hepatitis, which was fulminant? And you say, well, when they first came to my office, and you're thinking, well, the first time they came to the office was, was that first week, and I saw them two or three times. So the first visit to your office, well, uh, no, not exactly. Well, you just said the first time they came to your office. So then they start to impeach your testimony and say, you know, you're not telling the truth, and it goes on and on from there. And what the grand jury will do, and by the way, all of this is, is secret, so it doesn't find its way into open court, just the question of whether or not you have committed the crime of perjury and the few instances and circumstances and documents or whatever to prove that to the court that you did commit perjury. But the overall proceedings of the grand jury are, are secret. You cannot know that. And anybody can be compelled to testify before a grand jury. And the only defense anybody has is to take the fifth. And the fifth amendment says that you have the, the right against self-incrimination and so when you take the fifth, you're saying, I'm not going to answer that because I might be caught up in, a, in an act that may be criminal, and I don't want to take the chance of having that accusation made and those charges filed against me. And so in our system of government, you don't have to testify against yourself. But if you go into the grand jury room and you say, I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth, and he says, what's your name? And you say, my name is so-and-so, and, and you answer a few questions, then the judge in the jury in the grand jury room can say, well, listen, you can't plead the fifth because you've answered questions. So either you plead the fifth and say nothing other than your name and, and uh, you know, you're in court and that sort of thing, or you have to testify. And if you don't testify, you can be held in contempt by the judge of the grand jury, and you can be locked up until you tell the truth. And this is because 
in our system of law. We consider the truth to be an essential element. Initially, it was to keep people from being falsely accused, but it has also become a weapon in the political world to bring big people down, like Clinton. And so Clinton got called in, and he had said under oath, no, I didn't have sex with her. I'm not having a sexual relationship with Monica Lewinsky, and maybe at that time he wasn't. I don't know. And, of course, the prosecutors of, of the case, the uh, special inquisitors, the special counsel, had information already. They already knew because they had Monica Lewinsky's dress, which had the sperm of the president on it. They had her answering machine messages, which had been intercepted by the Secret Service. So they had a good deal of documentation. And when Clinton went into the grand jury room uh, or went into the uh, special counsel's chambers and uh, testified under oath that he did not have a sexual relationship with Monica Lewinsky, they got him. They caught him. And it didn't have anything to do with what they were looking into. They were looking into Whitewater. But they caught him. And you say, well, why did they do that? Well, this is what this is what prosecutors do. They try to catch people in crimes, and then they prosecute those crimes, and they try and win the case. So that's like a doctor. What does a doctor do? He tries to find out what's wrong with you, and when he finds out, then he tries to fix it. So that's what they're trained to do. And they're excellent at it, especially the lawyers who have spent all of their lives in courtrooms or have been prosecutors and defense attorneys or litigating attorneys of some type where they are involved in court proceedings. But the power of the grand jury is unfathomable to most people because the overwhelming majority of us will never have any any uh, contact with a grand jury, even as a juror, and even if you are a grand juror, even if you are selected, you can't talk about it and you can't tell anybody anything about it. You're not even supposed to tell them that you were on the grand jury because somebody could get to you and could influence you. And so these are all secret hush-hush proceedings and they're meant to ferret out the truth, the truth of the case in question, the facts in question. But just like any tool, it can be used for ill and you can fall into a perjury trap. And a perjury trap is what the special counsel is, is setting up for President Trump. And President Trump says so many things at so many different times, and he's had so many interactions, not only here in the United States, but throughout the world, that there's no way he can remember everything. And you say, well, isn't there uh, 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 an allowance for not remembering? Yes, there is. And, of course, if you're answering in good faith, uh, then the judges will make an allowance for that. And, by the way, when you go to the grand jury, you can't have an attorney present. Only the prosecuting attorney, the presiding judge, who makes sure that everything stays kosher, and the grand jurors are the only people allowed in the room. So it is strictly private. It is one-sided. And the prosecutor doesn't have to warn you. He doesn't have to Mirandize you or tell you you have the right to take the fifth or that you have the right to seek counsel because you don't when you're in the jury, in the grand jury room. You cannot have a lawyer with you. So you're going in there, you're alone, and you're under fire, and you have no one to come to your rescue. So the best tact is to not to go in at all. And 
I cannot emphasize this enough, Mr. President. You do not have to, nor should you, uh, nor will we let you. We will come up there and sit at the front door of the White House and make sure that you don't testify to this this uh, this inquisition that's going on. It's nothing but a witch hunt, and they have not proven any collusion between the Russians and the Trump campaign. It's all a lie. And as for Flynn, they didn't catch him in any collusion with the Russians because they already knew what he said because the National Security Agency tape records all of the Russians' interactions, all the Russian diplomatic and government interactions, uh, wires, transfers, telephone calls, emails, everything is intercepted by the NSA. And they already have all of that. And the, the special prosecutor already has all of that information because he can demand that information. Can he use it in open court? No, not necessarily. Some of it may be, but a lot of it, no. But he can, in a grand jury room, he can use that to impeach you, to catch you in a lie or what seems to be a lie. And so when they asked Flynn, have you talked to the Russian ambassador? They'd set it up like, a, isn't it true that you asked the Russian ambassador for help in the Trump campaign? No, I did not. Isn't it true that you have been involved in communications with the Russian ambassador about the Trump campaign? No, it's not true. I haven't talked to him. Wait a minute. We've got this memo here that says that you asked the Russians through the ambassador for Russia in the United States not to implement uh, uh, retaliatory actions against the, the sanctions that were put on you and the Russian people by the American government. Well, that's different. Well, no, sir, you said that you hadn't talked to him, and you have. You have talked to him. And, and that's, that's what we're looking at now. Now we know you're a liar, and now we've got you. And so now that we have you, if you don't cooperate with us and tell us everything you know about the Trump campaign, then we're going to put you in jail for lying to us. We have Ian on the phone. What's up, Ian? Yeah, hey, I agree with everything you're saying, and you're spot on. And, you know, you're a doctor, and I'm a taxi driver, but I, I haven't heard really anybody in the media, left, right, or center, saying what I'm going to say. And to me, this whole thing is the fruit of the poison tree, and I'm sure you're familiar with fruit of the poison tree doc, doctrine, and it's sinister. Now, forget about Trump and Hillary and all that. They the, the, the apparently in elements within the, the, the security establishment in the Democrat Party and the Never Trump movement gin this whole thing up on a lie. It's the fruit of a poison tree. It's just, I'm a cop, and I go obtain evidence illegally, and then it, you can't use that against the perp. It, this evidence was illegally obtained. The whole thing, the FISA warrant, the trap that they set up, uh, a flint in that you just spoke about, I haven't heard any of these politicians with any guts say, let's shut this down. It's the fruit of the poison tree. And I wanted to get your opinion about that. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. The problem with that is that in the grand jury room, uh, that that is not a, a, a defense. Uh, so you cannot say, well, they got this information and are claiming that I perjured myself in the grand jury investigation, but they're doing it because they have uh, – false information, made up information from the Democrats, uh, from the Hillary campaign who cooked up this whole thing. And the, 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 uh, 
judge will say, you know what? That's not relevant. What's relevant is that you, you lied, you perjured yourself. And so we're bringing perjury charges against you. We don't care how this action came about in the grand jury room. You perjured yourself. And here's the data right here. And the judge who's actually, uh, issuing the, the arrest warrant for perjury may not even see all of what was testified to in the grand jury room. He'll only see what the prosecutor gives him. And so it becomes a big problem because that's right. In a normal proceeding, you would say, well, uh, this was, this evidence was obtained because the cop illegally searched my home. He didn't have a search warrant. So it's, it's the fruit of a poison tree, but in the grand jury room, it's a different story. Now they, the, the special prosecutor has almost, uh, almost dictatorial powers in this matter. And, and that's where the problem comes in because you don't have to have committed a crime to commit perjury. You don't have to have done anything wrong, but if you get caught up in a perjury trap and it's a form of, of, of entrapment to get you to, uh, to, or, or to have you become liable for, for a perjury charge, then you may not have a defense other than that. I didn't know what I was doing. Well, you went in there and you, and you took an oath and you said you did, and you said you're competent and are you competent or are you not competent? Well, if you're the president and you say, well, yeah, I'm competent. And they say, well, then you knew what you were doing. So that's why we have to tell the president not to go in there, not to talk to Mueller, Mueller, Mueller and his team under any circumstances whatsoever. And if his lawyers aren't telling him that he needs new lawyers, he is being, if, if anybody advises him to talk to Mueller, then they are giving him poor legal advice. And you can say, well, can't you take this up to the Supreme court? You can, but the Supreme court has repeatedly upheld the sanctity of the grand jury, just as it has repeatedly upheld the sanctity of a jury decision in an open court. So it, it's a big deal. And the problem is, is you can say, well, well, that was an entrapment defense and that's illegal. And this defense is rarely uh, upheld by the courts. It's hard to prove, even though the claim is relatively common when grand jury testimony gives rise to a perjury charge, people will say, well, that's, you know, I, we need to go to court. I want my lawyer to go to court and get rid of this charge. Cause this isn't true. And the defense of the person who's being accused of perjury is that he was entrapped, but in a grand jury room, uh, it's, it's tough to, uh, uh, tough to undo that. And the defense requires that the defendant show that the false answer was illegally procured by the government. Well, you can't do that if you have a secret jury because you don't know what's going on. And the prosecutor's under no obligation to, uh, to, uh, uh, give us the whole conversation, the whole testimony that went on in a grand jury room and the grand jurors are not allowed to talk about it. They're sworn to secrecy. They cannot. And the judge that presides over it, he can't even talk to a, a, another judge about it. It's all very quiet and hush hush. And the purpose is to get to the truth in criminal and uh, cases uh, such as high crimes and misdemeanors that the president may commit. And this is what the Republicans were saying about Clinton, that, that perjury by a lawyer to a federal judge is a, or a state judge is, is a high crime because he has violated his oath of office as an attorney. And if he's willing to do that, and remember doctors and lawyers were held to a higher standard than most people, if he's willing to do that, will he do the same thing as president? 
And so then you got him. And so then the impeachment proceedings begin. That doesn't mean that he will be found guilty by the Senate, but just having that stain on his record, uh, I don't know how narcissistic he is. He probably doesn't mean a whole lot to him. Uh, And having lost his law license doesn't mean a whole lot since he made hundreds of millions of dollars talking all around the world and selling books. But you can see that the, the, uh, the trap is set for Trump. There's just no way that he can answer any of the questions without falling into this perjury trap. And he doesn't have any good defense against it. The only thing he can do is say, I'm not testifying. And if people say, why not? He doesn't even have to answer that. He can, he can fire Mueller if he wants. He appointed him. He's the president. Now, will the Democrats melt down? Yes. Should he fire Mueller? No, I should just say, no, I'm not talking to the guy. There's nothing to say. And that's the end of it. Otherwise, he's going to step into a perjury trap. And the problem is that you do not have any argument to present to an open court to a perjury charge when you've been pulled into a perjury trap in in a secret court in a grand jury room. It's a form of entrapment, entrapment defense. And so you, the person who is accused, you have to prove You have to prove that you were entrapped tough to do tough to do because you're not allowed to see anything that the, that the, uh, that the grant that the special prosecutor has because he's acting as a grand jury prosecuting attorney. And so a perjury trap is created when the government calls a witness before the grand jury for the purpose of obtaining testimony from him in order to prosecute him later for perjury. And you say, well, why doesn't the president just answer truthfully? Well, you know, the guy can't remember everything that he's said and done and heard and seen. I mean, first of all, he's got businesses all over the world. He's been involved in, in thousands and thousands of conversations, not only about uh, legal matters, but about business, about government, about politics, about sanctions against the Russians, about trade with the Chinese. There is no way that he is going to be able to answer without tripping up. No way. It cannot be done. And I know this because I've been in depositions. I've been in the courtroom. I know how it works. And in a grand jury room, it's a lot rougher. It's a lot tougher. In a deposition, it's pretty tough. But in a deposition by a special prosecutor who has the power of a grand jury prosecutor, you can't win. And Flynn found that out. And Flynn didn't even do anything wrong. All he did is he He didn't say in his full disclosure to the FBI when he applied for this job with with the president, he didn't fully disclose that he had conversations with the Russian ambassador. And he, in his mind, was thinking, and his lawyers were probably telling him, well, you don't have to answer that because it doesn't have anything to do with colluding with the Russians over the election. It was just a a request by the, the Trump campaign not to implement sanctions against the United States until after the election and see if they could work things out. And of course, that's a good thing because we don't want to go into another cold war with the Russians. They still got plenty of nukes. So do we, and we don't want anybody to, to get antsy with the trigger. And so I think that the, the ethics and morality of what the Trump people did once they had won the election were perfectly right. The president was within his power. He didn't do anything wrong in reaching out to the Russian ambassador 
to say, hey, let's keep it cool until I can get in and see what's going on. But Flynn didn't fully disclose that. They caught him. And so now he's running scared. And as Judge Napolitano said, he's going to sing like a bird. He's going to tell the special prosecutor Mueller and his gang whatever they want to hear, true or not. And so when they go into a deposition, which is essentially a grand jury situation, they can ask the president anything. And they have all the documents and all the papers. They have all the conversations because they can go to the NSA and say, we demand that you give us the tape recordings of the Trump campaign, any member of the campaign, with the Russian ambassador from December 1st to the date that he was inaugurated. And the NSA has to give it to him. Now, they they can't divulge the national secrets that the NSA has given to them, but the conversations and the context and the, and the content of the conversations have to be made available to the special prosecutor. That's why our system works, because we have special prosecutors who can dig for the truth, and then when they feel they have enough, they can present it and say, I think this guy committed this crime, Your Honor, and I want a warrant for his arrest. And the, the judge says, you got it. So then they go arrest him, and then everything goes into open court. So some of the questions that they asked Bill Clinton were, when did you first meet Monica Lewinsky? He, I can guarantee you he doesn't know when he met her the first time because she probably was a hanger-on in political circles for several years before he got involved with her. Did you ever give her any gifts? Did she ever spend any time with you alone? Well, I mean, if she's an intern working in the Oval Office and she's cute and you're a a dirty old man uh, like me, then you'd just be delighted to have a few minutes alone with her, even if if there wasn't any sexual uh, activities, just, just to have that feeling of still having the power to entice a younger woman in. I mean, that's just in the genetics. So Clinton probably said, no, I was never alone with her. Well, they already knew. They already had it because they've taped everything that goes on in the Oval Office. And Monica Lewinsky said, I was alone with him on this date, at this date, and at this time because she kept a good diary. And so then they backtrack and they go look at what the Secret Service has in their records about when the president was in the Oval Office, who came and went, were there any, was there any time when Monica Lewinsky and the president were alone? Even if it was just for five or 10 seconds when the door was shut and then the door was opened again and somebody else came in. So they got him. And so this is how you entrap somebody. And as the prosecutor wanders his way through a number of questions to see who's telling the truth and who isn't, He will say to Mr. Clinton, well, have you ever colluded, or to Mr. Trump, have you ever colluded with the Russians? No, I've never colluded with the Russians. And so then he goes on to the next question. Did you know that uh, your former advisor, General Flynn, said that on this date and this date, you had a conversation with the ambassador to Russia? Well, that's not collusion. Well, collusion is talking to a foreign agent about matters of national security and state security. Well, I didn't do that. Well, you talked about having them not 
implement sanctions after what Obama did and the Obama administration's implementation of sanctions. By the way, this is all a setup. You know, the the Democrats would love to see the president, our president Trump, our present president Trump, entrapped and caught in perjury because they're not happy about the election. And so you don't know how far they would have gone even to demand and stir up and implement sanctions against the Russian government, whether the facts of why those sanctions were being implemented were true or not, but just to do it so that Trump would step into it. This is a bear trap. So Trump says, well, you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the incoming president. I can't have Russia and the United States going at it when I'm just trying to get established. First of all, we don't want another Cold War. We don't want to get in a fight with the Russians. So why can't I say to them, yeah, but you didn't say that, Mr. President. You said that you didn't have any discussion with the Russians directly or indirectly. You didn't collude with them in any way. And the special prosecutor will say, you did. You did because you said you didn't. And we have it right here that you did, that your man Flynn said he talked to the Russians on your behalf. And here's the document we have. And here's the conversation we recorded or the NSA recorded from your Trump Tower or that was sent over the internet in an encrypted file, which, by the way, the NSA can de-encrypt, and, and then they got him. They got the guy. You cannot, you cannot let, Mr. President, you cannot go into this in any way, shape, or form. You cannot beat these guys. This is what they do all their life, and they don't care what side they're on. Lawyers can debate, and they have to debate, and in, in the classroom, they have to debate each other, and they have to switch sides and, and defend the other side. And they don't care. They're there to get you. They're there to make a case. And that's a real term. They're going to make a case and make a case for perjury. And if they can get a conviction for perjury, then the Congress is going to have to do something. So th this is a tough situation. And all I can say is that there is no evidence whatsoever that the president or any of his members uh, conspired with or colluded with the Russians to influence the campaign. Mueller knows that. The press knows that. You know that, and I know that. But that's not what they're doing now. They are on a witch hunt, and they're going to get this man if he is impulsive enough to step into their trap. And I'll be right back. I'm going to grab a cup of joe. I'm Dr. Bill, and we'll keep this going. If anybody else has any comments or questions, you can call after the break at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. I'm Dr. Bill. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Aides say President Trump is hard at work on his State of the Union address to be delivered Tuesday night to a joint session of Congress. Besides showcasing his accomplishments so far, the aides say Mr. Trump will set aside his combative tone for one of compromise. He'll have some ideas on immigration. Mr. Trump also will make the case that all groups have benefited during his first year in office. A big donor to the Republican Party has resigned the post of GOP finance chairman amidst allegations of sexual harassment and assault. 
Casino mogul Steve Wynn calls the allegations a distraction and denies them, but said it's best for him to step down. They were published in the Wall Street Journal on Friday. Wynn helped the GOP take in more than $130 million last year. The founder of IKEA has died. Ingvar Kamprad passed away at his home in Sweden yesterday. He was 94. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill for West Coast Radiology. Our good friends at West Coast Radiology offer convenient and comprehensive x-ray diagnostics, including open MRI, CT scan, CT PET, mammography, and ultrasound. With state-of-the-art equipment and four convenient locations, you're assured of friendly, comprehensive care. Most insurance is accepted and competitive self-pay rates, plus Saturday appointments. Call West Coast Radiology at 727-771-2795. That's 727-771-2795. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you signed up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program that's been around for 25 years, and they have hundreds of thousands of members all across the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $1 billion of each other's medical bills. Best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money. Think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have a lot to offer? Well, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-B-I-B-L-E. Captain Matt here. Are you in a dead-end job with no chance for raise or promotion? Jumpstart your career and your paycheck at National Aviation Academy with two locations, Concord, Massachusetts, and right here in Clearwater, Florida. In 14 months, you'll be on your way to a high-paying, in-demand job as an aviation maintenance tech with unlimited growth potential. National Aviation Academy, online at naa.edu. That's naa.edu. Or call 800-659-2080. That's 800 659-2080 and tell them the captain sent you. Mainly cloudy with a couple of morning showers followed by periods of rain. Some heavy and a thunderstorm this afternoon. High 78. Mild with periods of rain tonight and a thunderstorm. Low 65. Cloudy tomorrow. High 70. Clear and cooler tomorrow night. Low 49. That's your Iraqi weather forecast. I'm Jonathan Reed for AM 860 The Answer. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, a little bit of the Eurythmics, talking about telling lies and... That's what we're talking about today is the perjury trap 
which is a trap that a prosecutor sets up primarily in the grand jury room or as a special prosecutor, special counsel, uh, as in the investigation into whether or not the Trump campaign uh, colluded with the Russians to fix the election or whatever. And so that's what we're talking about is the the perjury trap, which is being set for the president. And we can only tell the president under no circumstances, sir, should you submit yourself to any questions or conversations with the special counsel or any member of his team to say no. You can say no. You're the president. You can tell them you'd plead the fifth. And if the Democrats say, well, you're you're just hiding something, that's too bad. Let them say that. You're just protecting yourself and you're protecting the people who backed you and voted for you and who are pulling for you and of all the many good things that you're doing. So you have a responsibility not only to yourself, but to all of us who are standing behind you. And we have Ellen on the phone. Is that what you said? Uh, Ellen, what's up? How are you? Hanging tough, baby. What's cooking? A couple things. I was going to also say on one of the other talk shows, I believe it was Dr. Savage, that he um, said, you know, if the president's going to go there, then just say, I plead the Fifth Amendment, is not saying I'm innocent or guilty, but is my right as a citizen. And for the 10 hours that they're going to have him under oath, answer every question like that, you know, and um, just like Hillary's people did. Absolutely. and with you bringing up um, Flynn, okay, I thought in the very, very beginning they said that after he did his commission, you know, when he quit the Army or the mil- whichever military, that um, he went as a consultant to our NATO um, person in Turkey, and that's what he didn't report. Okay, and they only mentioned it a couple times, and then it started into the Russian thing. But um, I would think that they would have found that out before the Senate and all the FBI and whoever investigated him uh, vetted him. So I would think they do, they're they doing a lousy job vetting even the higher-ups. Well, it's it, you know it, it, we tend to think that they're like us and not all that smart. And I'm not saying that we're not smart, but that they that they're smarter than us. They have something on the ball that we don't. And listen, this is a democracy. These people reflect us. Uh, And and if you look at what actually they went after Flynn for, he had a conversation with the uh, Russian ambassador. Uh, and I think it was in December. The trans- in the transitional period, when yeah. they're allowed to talk to and. And what he said, what, what they were saying is that he colluded with the Russians and, and he kept saying no. So then they said, well, then we want you to fill out these interrogatories or uh, answer before uh, a deposition. And he said, no, I didn't have those conversations with the Russian ambassador. Well, they had already the NSA tapes, which said that, yes, you did have that conversation with the Russian ambassador. He said, that's not what it was about, though. They said, well, we don't care what it was about. You said you didn't have a conversation. Now we got you. And now we're going to charge you with perjury, and we're going to send you to jail unless you cooperate with us to get the president. And they get this information from from the Syngent, which is the signal intelligence uh, uh, processing part of the NSA. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. They – because on the news, I don't have a TV, and I don't have the Internet, so I get from the talk radio and um, different uh, people. 
but um, what they were saying was, um, oh, I just lost my I lost my train of thought. Um, two things: when Hillary, um, and this is going way back, and I only heard it one day on the on the news breaks. You know, with the local stations do the news breaks that um, when she was caught with the um, non-governmental server, they went and they asked all the ambassadors, and it turned out Caroline Kennedy, who's ambassador to Japan, had a non-governmental one, and you never heard anything else about that. And then um, also that uh, Billy Bush tape, that's Jeb's nephew. You know, and you heard it for like two days and then nothing. You know, so whenever they bring that up, it's like, okay, that's the, uh, you know, the ones that don't like, um, don't like him, don't like uh, Trump. But well, um, let, let me let me take over here and explain that we're talking about two different things. One is what the press is oh, yes. saying and what the press has in their hands and what the press is doing. Remember, the press is not there to disseminate the truth. They're there to sell advertisement. And to sell advertisement, they're going to stretch the truth or omit the truth and just say what, what their opinion is and what they think is important in order to get you and me to listen to them. And I see this every day in the doctor's lunchroom. Somebody puts on CNN, and then they start complaining about how uh, blatantly dishonest CNN is, or somebody puts on Fox News and somebody on the other side of the room complains about Fox News. And I say to them, what are you watching it for? It's hard not to. And these are guys with IQs of 130 gals, guys and gals with IQs of 130 to 140. What are you watching this crap for? Don't watch it. Read the actual data, read the transcripts. You can get a lot of this on the internet or you can send off for the Freedom of Information Act, which is what the uh, 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 what uh, Jay Sokoloff does, and he gets a lot of information, and they're more focused on the uh, Israeli-Palestinian uh, situation. But the information is available, but you're not going to get it listening to just regular radio, whether it's conservative or liberal. The only place you're going to get these things is by investigation, and that, that means reading the actual documents and the actual uh, charges that were leveled against Flynn by the special prosecutor. And we know that there was a, a leftover of the Obama administration in the FBI and the CIA. And that's one reason why Trump fired Comey. Now, his, his public reason was that he's not supportive of me, is sort of a, 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 an immature uh, or an unlearned way of saying, the guy's trying to take me down, and that's not right, even because he doesn't have anything. But, uh, you know, the, that got everybody upset and then on the left, and they said, well, you're just saying that if he doesn't do what you want him to do, that, that you don't want him, and, and that's illegal, and that's immoral, and that's, you know, bad for the republic. Of course, the Democrats do the I same thing. Trump saying, I could see Trump saying, yes, I'll testify, I'll testify and testify, and the day before, day before say, nope, change my mind. I could see him doing that. Well, I, I think that that's exactly what he should do. He should refuse. He should uh, uh, invoke executive privileges and say nothing. And if they, if a federal judge says, well, you have to come into the grand jury room, he just takes the fifth. And he well, just says, my, I'm the president. I, you know, I'm, my name is Donald Trump, and I take the fifth. That's it. 
because once you start to answer questions, then the judge but says, well, you have to answer. Void. Yeah, once you answer, then you have to keep answering it. And otherwise, the judge will hold you in contempt and they'll lock the president up. Yeah. So, One uh, other thing that's off subject, um, with the Olympics, okay, your wife is South Korean, if I remember correctly, right? That's what she says. You never know, though, with women. They may lie to men. <laughs> I would love to have you have her on and some of her friends and um, what their opinion is of the North Korea and South Korea walking together. And, you know, me personally, I'd be leery of having, you know, someone that wants to shoot me, you know, on my team. Well, um, I would love to I would love to have her like she wouldn't come on. She wouldn't do that. No, she she's too self conscious about her accent. So, oh. I mean, if I gave her a glass of wine, maybe we could talk her into it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Well, it was very nice talking to you, and I enjoy your show every week. So. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. So uh, I'm back to what Flynn did and Mueller's charges and Flynn falsely stated that quote falsely stated that he did not ask Russia's ambassador to the United States to refrain from escalating in response to sanctions that the United States has imposed against Russia. Flynn also falsely stated that he did not remember a follow-up conversation in which the Russian ambassador stated that Russia had chosen to moderate its response to those sanctions as a result of Flynn's request. Flynn didn't do anything wrong in talking to them. That's okay. He can ask them that, and they can respond to him. He didn't collude with the Russians. He didn't give away any state secrets. He didn't set up any backdoor deals. He just asked them not to do something, and they said okay. But he didn't fully disclose that, at least in his mind, He, even if he thought he was. Uh, the special prosecutor said, no, that wasn't full disclosure, and we got you. So that's the problem, and – uh, these guys are, are, as I said, they're, they're like us. I mean, come on. These, these are not gods that have come down to earth, uh, to, uh, give us the spiritual and, and moral and political guidance of the, of the universe. These are people just like you and me. Some of them are a little smarter. Some of them are a little more aggressive. Some of them are a little better at talking and arguing uh, most of them are better at showing their face to the public, but not all of them. I mean, we've seen all kinds of people in state and federal positions who are less smart than us, who are less articulate than us, who are less presentable than us, and they get in. So this, this just reflects us. And none of us are smart enough because we don't have the experience to outwit a special prosecutor or a prosecuting attorney who's been doing this for 30 or 40 years and knows exactly what they're doing. I mean, it's just tough to do. You can come into my office and you can have some articles that you've read in, in uh, men's health and wellness and say, well, what about this and this and this? Almost always you will not have as much information as me because this is what I do every day. This is what I do all day long is I – look at people, I diagnose, I treat, I look it up, I look things up while they're sitting there, 
And uh, so, Mr. President, you cannot go and say anything to these people. Do not do it. Do not do it. These people, Sally Yates, James Comey, John Brennan, they're the real criminals. But you know what? They're not going to be prosecuted. They will not get caught, at least not this year. But if you go into the room, and you, you may have a chance of catching them next year when all this is put to bed, but if you go into this uh, deposition or into this grand jury room, you've lost. The, the minute you put your foot in the door, you have lost if you say anything at all other than I, I plead the fifth. So differences on foreign policy are not, uh, are not criminal. And the Trump's uh, team, their desire to shut down the Brennan-inspired political witch hunt called Russia Gate is, is, has been falsely characterized as obstruction of justice, and that's what they want to get him on. They want to say, well, you lied about this because here you said this and here now you say that, and so you're obstructing justice, and now we've got you not only for perjury but for obstruction of justice. Uh, you know, accusing a president and finding him guilty of that I mean, that, that's, that's big, big stuff, and that's very serious, and it's going to be hard for any, any House of Representatives to overlook this. And the problem is, is that perjury has always been considered one of the most odious of the crimes in our legal system because innocent people are falsely accused, and we see this uh, not infrequently. We see people, especially guys that have been accused of rape, and they go away for the rest of their lives. And then now with DNA, we're showing that some of these cases were, were not uh, adjudicated properly. The decision was wrong, that these people were not guilty of raping that person. And I've seen this in the emergency room. I had a woman come in one night, and, and this is not the first time, and she said, I've been raped. And I said, okay, who raped you? You know, we started to get the rape kit and do all of the exam and take the swabs and all that. And she said, so-and-so, and, and I, you know, it's about 4.35 in the morning. And I said, uh, where did it happen, and what happened to you? And so the more I asked her, the more it sounded a little fishy to me. And so I said to her, I said, uh, did you go out with the guy on a date or anything? She said, well, yeah, I went with him. And I said, do you have a boyfriend? She said, yeah, I have a boyfriend. I said, so you were out with another guy. And not with your boyfriend. She said, yeah, that's right. And I said, and so you had sex with this guy. Yes, I did. But I don't want my boyfriend to find out because he'll kill me if he finds out I went out with this other guy and had sex with him. I said, you can't accuse a man of rape to to protect yourself from your boyfriend. I mean, that's, that's inherently immoral and, and unethical and illegal and everything else. And so the crime of perjury is a big deal in our system. And this is what they want to get him for. They want to trip him up and get him in a perjury trap. And this is a sad situation if the president steps into this. I hope the guy's smart enough. And I hope you're listening to me today, Mr. President. And this is such a serious crime that it's been uh, fully ensconced in our legal system. And it's been set up so that prosecutors can trip people up and catch them in a lie, and and defense, too, can do the same thing. And the idea is to keep the innocent out of jail, but it's also being used as a, uh, as an, uh, or a political weapon. So it's so, so bad, so deep, so wrong, that the only thing that you can do, Mr. President, is 
Stay out of it. Don't get caught up in it. Well, it's getting close to the end of the show, and I'm glad that you guys were with me today. Billy Boy, you did a great job, and we had a very interesting show. I hope you guys will come back next week. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, and I am out of here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.